this is the City Rev Life Podcast. I'm Pastor Justin. <laughs> Did you like that intro? That was fancy. I tried something different. So. It was like an announcer, like, are we starting a heat game or are we starting... No, you know? that would be like, ladies... I'm, I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. But hey, we are, we're having important conversations, very important conversations. And uh, we started a series, this is episode two of our series entitled Church Hurt. We're having conversations around just the different ways in which in the context of church we can we can be wounded we can experience pain and difficulty and uh, we're continuing that conversation here and maybe give us a little overview what were we talking about in this episode yes so this episode in particular is more about um how do you what do you do when trust is broken and i think this has a lot to do specifically in this episode about our relationship to leaders when a leader has hurt us and broken trust, and what do we do to rebuild trust with um, not even necessarily that leader, because that's way more complicated depending on the situation, but just with spiritual leaders in general. And so sometimes what can happen, and we referenced this a little bit in, in the last episode, but a spiritual leader can wound us from uh, up close or from a distance. So from a distance, it could be a leader that has God has used powerfully in, in our lives, whether through their teaching mm-hmm. or their writing or their ideas of ministry or their ideas of the Bible or the Lord. And we're very impacted by them and we just feel an affection for them because of how God has used them in our lives. Or maybe it's someone yeah. that we we don't know personally, but we go to their church and we hear their teaching or their preaching or, or, or hear their worship leading. It could be a worship leader that writes songs. But it's a, a spiritual leader that is kind of ministering to us from a distance. Um, when that when that person maybe has a moral failure or that person mm. uh, falls and and all of a sudden that image of what we assumed they were gets crumbled, it topples down yeah. from its pedestal. It is hard. There's a grief that we walk through. We're yeah. grieving that that significant person to us is not who we thought they were. It's also disorienting. What does it mean about the ways that God used mm-hmm. me? And, and honestly, it doesn't le- uh, delegitimize how God used them. It, they may have been had parts of their lives that they lied about, but that doesn't mean that they didn't preach some truthful sermons or lead some or, or write some truthful songs. Right. right. There's also the leader that that wounds us up close. This is also extremely painful. It's a leader that um, we brought ourselves under their leadership could be a small group leader this is a really hard for people who have been on a church staff Mm -hmm. and they worked not only they didn't just have a a pastor or a ministry leader shepherding them but it was also a co-worker and a boss yeah and it and when that when there's a brokenness there it, it can be a wound on multiple fronts and there's just ways that someone that has mentored us shepherd us uh spiritually guided us, pastored us. Um, there are just ways that that, it, yeah. it, that when that's broken, it, it really breaks trust. And then it brings us to the question of how do I trust a leader again yeah. spiritually? Yeah. And I think I think I could say this. There's there, you know, the person who's listening and you you've experienced this firsthand. Like the leader, uh, and it might have even been the lead pastor, the senior pastor, mm-hmm. or the person you're uh, the pastor you're most connected to, uh, there was broken trust there. I think I could say this, that, you know, you're in the position of lead pastor. Mm-hmm. So for the person who's like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know, you're, you're the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
couple things, knowing you, knowing your story, we talked about in the first episode, you yeah. grew up in a pastor's home. Right. Um, and because of that, you had kind of a front row seat to seeing lots of examples mm-hmm. of people that the Lord was using yeah. and working through have an area in their life that was not walking in step with what they were preaching right. and teaching. And then as well, just within pastors, we have mentors. We have people sure. even outside of our streams, not even necessarily in our church, but you know, there are people that have spoken mm-hmm. in your life or people that um, that were in close relationship and glean from or sure. You know, pastors that have national platforms that the Lord used them tremendously. And then yeah. to hear a side of them be unearthed, it's it's tough. And yeah. there's that trust that's broken. Yeah. I so I've had I've been blessed to see both good examples and bad examples. You know, I, I praise God that the home that I grew up in, my parents as ministry leaders are um they're amazing and godly and love the Lord and they're for real. Um and they, uh, and so I've seen great examples of that. I've have mentors that are great examples. But you're exactly right. I, both of those I've experienced, both up close and from a distance, people I looked up to. In fact, <laughs> I'll share one story. Um, there was uh, when I was brand new as a pastor. I was, I was in my mid twenties, and a pastor that was farther along handed me a CD, and he says, "Hey, this is tells you when it was. <laughs> I should have not said that anyway." But it was a CD. Better uh, than a cassette tape. It wasn't a cassette tape. Um, handed me handed me a scroll that had been written with it. <laughs> no, handed me a CD. And said, "Hey, I want you to listen to the sermon. Um, this is like how to stay true in ministry, like how to stay strong, like basically how not to fall." And says, so "This is great. This ministered to me." Well. Uh, and the, the pastor was a very famous pastor, not a local pastor, but like a, from another part of the country, but very famous, huge ministry. And I kind of left the CD. Um, I was like, oh, I should listen to that. Well, a couple years later, like I actually found the CD. And I was like, I never listened to that. Mm. And I looked at the CD and the guy who had taught that CD had since fallen. Mm. And the guy who gave me the CD had since fallen. Wow. And so I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to this one. <laughs> Threw that, that one away, and I, I, I laugh because of just the the irony of it. But yeah. and the reality was very painful. Yeah, it's hard, and it sent a shockwave through me. Like, can any leader be trusted? Can I be trusted? Like, can yeah. I make it as a leader? And um, and I we know that the truth in, in the scripture is that it's under the power of the Holy Spirit mm. and as we cling to Jesus, you know, our, our sanctification is in the hands of the Holy Spirit and we trust him, but the, it does create trust issues. And, um, and we have to learn how to rebuild trust and not necessarily even with that broken leader, although that can happen, but mm-hmm. just with leaders in general, because the re, what we tend to do is then just back away and say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trust a leader again. And like we may, some people just don't go back to church yeah. And for understandable reasons, some people go back to church and they just listen, but they're like, they're listening just because they're trying to get the Bible. And they're like, but I don't trust you because I can't trust a leader again, but I'll just, yeah. if you have something to say about the Bible, listen, or they go to church and they'll just never get involved and never get, never try to lead again, never serve again. Cause they don't want to get too close to a spiritual leader. Yeah. And uh, they just, they sit back, but then they're not bearing fruit and they're not being an active part of the body. And so um, if you're a Christian and you're not going mm-hmm. to church or you're not active in your church, you, you are the church. And so you, it's, there's a call to be a part of the body, but what do we do with the broken trust? Yeah. I'm reading this book now that's about trauma and how we respond to trauma. And one of the little sections I just read recently that's been sticking out to me is it's, he talks about, the author um, talks about how when we experience a trauma, 
we will often just remove ourselves from any scenario where that type of pain is possible. Mm. And so we just take a deep step back. Yeah. And when I was reading that kind of the, to bring a little bit of levity to this uh, really hard conversation, it reminded me of my childhood experience with a certain pizza chain. <laughs> um, and uh, when I was, I think 10 years old, it's a very, it's like one of the popular ones, okay? It's like- You're not gonna out them publicly. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hurt their brand. Okay, all right. I mean, <laughs> no. And the, Secret Life Podcast. So you, I mean, we don't want to be. It was Pizza Hut. Them. Okay, oh, it was there Pizza it is. Hut. Okay, okay. and uh, I was ten years old, and I had Pizza Hut pizza, and what ensued over the next twenty-four hours was just horrific. <laughs> it was it was a trauma. I, I was I was traumatized. It was so bad. My stomach was completely upside down. My body like went into shock. It was like the bathroom. It was it was a lot. You can imagine yes, how terrible it, it was. We, we get it. We I'll get move it. on. But I could not bring myself to have Pizza Hut pizza for years after that experience. Mm. Um, maybe even a decade. I don't think I was in I don't think it was until I went to college that and so this meant multiple birthday parties. It's a very common thing. You go yes. to a birthday party, they have Pizza Hut, okay? And I just wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't eat it because I I could not bring myself yeah. to do it. And then finally, a decade later, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm courageous enough to give them one more chance. And, you know, that's a silly story. But, uh, you know, for some of us, that's the experience we have with the pain we encountered in church. We opened ourselves up to, um, you know, someone that we thought we could trust. And yeah. we ended up really wounded. And so the response then is, well... I'm just not going to put myself in a situation where that can even happen again. Right. right. Yeah. And I think we got to, we can't, we can't go there. Like we've got to figure out, and it's understandable that that's our reaction, but we have to walk out of that space right. and heal. That doesn't mean we need it's to- It's just avoiding. I, what it is, is just avoiding. Right. And that doesn't mean that you immediately jump back into leadership. I mean, you may need some time to heal. But yeah. we do need to walk out of that. But let, let's just go to the scripture. I, I want to look at First Corinthians three, one through seven. Um, why don't you read read through sure. three, one through seven? I'll, I'll just all hear these seven verses. It's so important because this again, this is not a modern issue. This mm -hmm. was happening out of the gate with the church. Yeah. So um, why don't you read through those verses? Yeah. So First uh, Corinthians three, starting verse one, it says, "But I, brothers." couldn't address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What is Apollos then? What is Paul? servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth. You know, I, I think what's interesting about that text is he's saying to the Corinthians, there's a spiritual, um, there's a spiritual infantile, uh, a spiritually immature view where you're overemphasizing the role of the leader. Yeah. The leader is not what brought growth into your life. And he says, you, you need to mature into spiritual adulthood. And in this context, the spiritual adulthood is to understand that God has used leaders to bring that spiritual growth, but it is not the leader itself. 
and uh, mm-hmm. and and that is a part of maturing. So let's put it differently. Every Christian, I think, or most Christians, this maybe comes naturally and quicker for some than others. But I think every believer at some point walks through the maturing process of realizing that spiritual leader that God used in my life is not the one that really changed my life. It was God using that leader. And Paul says it very strongly, neither the one who planted or watered is anything. It's only God. The leader honestly is uh, disposable in the equation. God could have used any leader. Mm -hmm. It's just that God wants to use us in each other's lives. He chooses to do it like that. That's why it's just something powerful when we come together as a church. He chooses to use that. There's something powerful when we come together as a small group, something powerful when you have a mentor. It's not, it's not that those individuals are special. There, there may be a, a God-decided anointing on those individuals for a work that he wants to do through them, but he has good works he's predestined for every person to walk in. The, the human itself is not what's bringing the growth. It's God bringing the growth. And so that's something that when we have broken trust, what, what we have to each of us walk through with a leader, whether it's from a distance or up close, is we realize, look, they're human. They make mistakes. They are flawed individuals. I praise God for how they're using them or have used them in my life, but it was God. It was always God. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing you say that, and I'm trying to think through what are the indicators? I think this passage gives us one, but what are the indicators when I realize I am assigning to this human um, way too much, way too much uh, standing or putting them on way too high of a pedestal? Yeah. You know, in the passage, it's, you know, there's there's this uh, party taking sides. Yeah. You know, I'm team Paul, you know, I'm team Apollos. Yeah. That's a sign. So if you're like, you know, well... This pastor is, you know, that's mine, but this guy over here, you know, yeah. forget them. Um, that's an indicator like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, yeah. time out. They're servants. Can you think of any others? Just how do we discern when in our hearts we are starting to assign way too much? Yeah, I think a couple things. I think if I am, if I feel like I can only grow, through that person and there's no other there that person's teaching or that person's yeah, mentorship that's good. like if it's like oh i have a big decision i i can't make it without my mentor or i i, I try to read the bible but unless so-and-so is preaching i can't ever do it or i just need a moment i need to hear s- this person's worship leading like if i feel like i can't grow without that person that's a that's a that's a concern there's I'm, a dependency you've put on a person yes that's right, a de- right. and i think the dependency there is that I'm putting that person in the role of priest. Yeah. The role of a priest is to connect God with humans. That's that's the role of priest that God anointed in the Old Testament. We do not have priests in the New Testament in the same way. We have Jesus as the ultimate high priest, but we're told very explicitly that he makes a kingdom of priests. We all directly connect to Jesus and are connecting the world to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so the entire church is a kingdom of priests. And so we have direct access to Jesus. Mm. We don't go through someone to get to Jesus. We don't go through someone to hear the Holy Spirit. We don't go through someone to be able to study the Bible. We don't go through someone to be led in worship. We don't yeah. go through someone to make decisions. Uh, we are ourselves priests and we speak into each other's lives and we mm-hmm. can we can hear from God through many different people and just by ourselves. 
The second thing would be, and this is a similar issue, um, is we can treat people as our kind of as our high priest in the sense that, or our prophet in the sense that if there's a minister or, or a leader and you never find yourself ever disagreeing or questioning what they're saying, that's probably a concern. Or like you just, if you ever have a question, whatever they think on the subject without consulting any. <laughs> right. And, and I, I would say like the Bereans in Acts, if you want to go back yeah, and read that, great, that story, it's Acts practice. 17, I think it is. The Bereans, uh, when Paul comes and preaches to this group in Berea, they say, thank you, Paul. We're going to go look at that in the scripture. And then they're praised for that. I mean, here's Paul. He ends up writing a lot of the scripture. It's Paul we're talking about. Yeah, God <laughs> is like... writing the scripture through him. But they're praised for taking that to scripture. Yeah. So whether it's that, whatever, whoever that is, always take it to scripture and, and judge that. So um, I think the, the one caution I'd say is the scripture also talks about, Paul says the one who waters or plants is nothing. Um, but it's God who gives the growth. Yes, the leader is expendable, but the Bible also talks about honoring leaders yeah. because God wants to work through leaders and has worked through leaders mm -hmm. and the leader should be honored for that. Why don't you read Justin Hebrews 13, 17? Yeah, so Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. So uh, Hebrews 13, 17 and 1 Corinthians 3, those two passages help us kind of um, get the two kind of pylons, kind of the, the two uh, framing up the foundation for how we engage our leaders. They are not, I don't need them to go to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't, I have direct access to Jesus. It's God who's, who's bringing the growth into my life. At the same time, I acknowledge that God wants to use individuals in my life. Yeah. And I want to honor and respect that leadership framework. So I don't say, I don't need you. I, I'm going to go read the Bible off in the corner. I don't need the church. I don't need a small group. I don't need spiritual authority in my life. There, There is something the Bible talks about, about spiritual authority. The leaders in the Bible, according to the leaders in the church, according to Hebrews 13, will give an account and are called to watch over souls. And so that's uh, that's an important dynamic. While we don't look to leaders in place of Jesus, we still honor them. We still follow their leadership. Yeah. We still want that accountability in our lives. And so th this is why we would then say, yes, you might need to take a season to heal to if you've experienced hurt and broken trust. It might not be wise to immediately jump into a new place and new leadership right. all in, you know, 100%. Right. It might be wise to start attending keel be talking with close you know brothers and sisters and invite asking for prayer and working towards something but the thing you're working towards is submission to spiritual authority it's a command in scripture it's right. it's to be a part of that body of believers so then what does it look like to turn the corner to start rebuilding that trust if, it, if that's what it looks like uh in other words to yeah. try and prevent ourselves from you know having such a hard fall when it happens, when someone disappoints us. What about if you're the person that, listen, I, I already went through that. It would have been cool to know I shouldn't have put that much sure. on their shoulders to begin with. But how do you start rebuilding that? Yeah, and I think all of us walk through that. We all have a, a leader that 
topples in our hearts for one reason or another and we realize we put too much stock in them um but there it does need to be healing i I think the first thing is it's we start with trust in god um trust in his plan to use leaders in our lives Mm -hmm. and uh, trust that he trust these truths in scripture leaders don't take the place of god Mm -hmm. but we also know that he does want to use leaders in our lives and so we have to just wrestle with that and just trust him that he is using even he's going to redeem and use even this pain i think um we then use that to release bitterness and we walk through forgiveness releasing bitterness in our lives so there's there's, it starts with the internal work of that i think there's the external work of i think we we stay engaged in a local body Mm mm-hmm um, and I think we go slow to heal. Otherwise, if we don't go slow, we'll be reactionary. So maybe there's been a, a hurt with a leader at a church, and so we need to leave that church, which we're going to talk about in another episode, but we need to leave that church and go somewhere new. Don't immediately step in and jump in as a leader, or your leadership will be, re- or your ideas, your ministry will be reactionary to try and prevent that from ever happening again. You need to go slow and heal. Start from the beginning just sit and soak for a while and then maybe step in and serve in a very simple, basic way, but stay engaged and go slow. Lastly, eventually we'll need to take a risk. Mm -hmm. Trust is always a risk. Um, It it is a risk to get hurt, but I think the trust is Mm -hmm. when, when we realize these truths in the Bible, we're not replacing Jesus with leaders, but we're respecting that God wants to use leaders we take the risk to trust again, not out of trust in that leader, but out of trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we say, Lord, you've brought me here, and so I'm gonna take that step and, and trust again. Yeah, that's that's so important. That's an important note to, as we land the plane on this episode, remember that we we're called to a journey of faith, and um, I just really, I love the wisdom of that. You know, be careful that you're not reactionary. Yes. When you're, when you're just basically waking up the next day after a wound, after a deep pain, almost everything in your life is filtered through that. You're processing through it still. It's, it's not scabbed over and healed with a scar. It's still, you fresh. know, there's a fresh cut there. And so you've got a limp that you're, you're walking with and you're nursing that wound. And it's not that we're calling people to give up on church, to withdraw from the church, to, you know, or or even say, I'm not going to go at all. Like, no, you need to you need to stay connected. You need to be engaged in a local body. You need brothers and sisters in Christ. But there's there's things that need to be worked through. There's mm-hmm. there's trust that needs to be reinserted, and there's a faith journey there that the Lord wants to bring you on. And then there will come the moment, and be careful that we don't push it off too long, mm-hmm. where you just need to jump in. Mm-hmm. and you've you've sat and soaked, you've gotten engaged, and now it's time to move forward and um, trust the Lord through that as hard as it might be. Well, hey, that's it for this episode on the City Rev Life podcast. We hope this was helpful. Again, if this is something that uh, would be helpful to anyone you know, a family, a friend, uh, someone that you know, feel free to share it with them, and uh, we hope that we'll see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app. 
and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.